Hello and welcome to the Intentional Leaders Podcast with Cindy Wetland. This is episode 58, Why You Need to Learn to Forgive. Hi, I'm Cindy, an educator, certified coach, and passionate learner on all things leadership related. It seems like just yesterday I was fresh out of grad school, wanting to make my way in the world, longing to make a difference to people, to team, to the business. Little did I know how challenging it would be. Fast forward several decades later, I've made a career of leading while teaching and coaching thousands of leaders to be at their best, most effective selves. Along this journey, I've captured so many insights, lessons, and techniques on how leaders become amazing, and also as leaders, when we get it wrong. I'll share them all right here because I founded Intentional Leaders to provide easy access to these kinds of lessons and equally important to help you build the presence, confidence, and credibility you need to be the leader that everybody wants to work for. Because I know leadership has its challenges, but learning to lead shouldn't be one of them. Can we all agree that workplaces can be a challenge? I just read some statistics that around 77% of employees experience physical effects of stress and that about 63% of employees right now are ready to quit their jobs due to stress. Holy smokes. (laughs) That was a little bit daunting. Those are high. And of course, stress is always high, but this seemed just a little bit mind-blowing. And there's so many causes, of course, the continuing pandemic, health concerns, the economy, climate change, just, you know, the list is long, right? It's no wonder that we're stressed. But this episode is not about those external factors that affect all of us and that wear out our emotional fortitude. No, this is about the people in your workplace that have harmed you. So I want you to take a little pause right now, and I want you to consider some of those who have negatively affected you at work. Maybe it was a boss who was a yeller or took credit for your work or who seemingly just didn't care about your health or well-being or a coworker who knew so much and refused to share it with you or help you out. Maybe it was the project manager who wouldn't accept no for an answer or even negotiate on your workload despite the nights and weekends that you work. Yeah, remember that missed basketball game? The date night with your partner? The happy hour with a beloved friend that you missed? Yeah, channel that resentment just for a moment. Remember those feelings. We can also consider the indirect affronts. Maybe the owners of a business who couldn't get along and whose inconsistent policies or messages created confusion and frustration for you and all employees. Maybe it was your partner, spouse, or loved one who came home from work or these days maybe climbed a flight of stairs up or down and then complained about how they were treated the poor decision-making, the underfunded initiatives, the apathy or indifference about work-life challenges from people around them. You heard about them all. How could your loved one be subjected to this kind of treatment? What is wrong with people? Really? 
(laughs) We don't have to look far to be able to describe some of these stressful situations and also holding those people in our minds with grudges or resentment or even spite. We focus on those people who become part of our story. But today, let's talk about forgiveness. And yeah, I know you're like, um, Cindy, these were terrible people. Their behaviors were either awful or hurtful or selfish or condescending or mean-spirited or stupid or fill in your own blank. Yes, <laughs> that's what I'm, I'm agreeing. Those people may have done all of those things. And yet we are here today to not talk about their behavior. What we're talking about is your inner peace. Because as you dredge up those memories, and as you consider all those wrongs, the potential bitterness, the resentment, and as you channel those feelings, here's something I want you to consider. Those people are not thinking about you. Do you think that they're feeling guilty or responsible for your angst or your upset? That they wake up in the morning committed to doing better? or working hard to earn your forgiveness? Do you think they know that you haven't forgiven them for their transgressions? Or that this consumes actually any of their time or their waking or non-waking moments? It's actually quite ironic, isn't it, when we think about it like that? When we think about some of the negative feelings we have about other people that we have experienced in our work world and how bad that feels, how angry we could get and channeling all that resentment, and then the extremely high probability that they're not thinking of us at all. What I want you to focus on is what all of that history is doing to you mentally and emotionally and physically. How often do you discuss those situations? If they're happening right now, I bet a lot. Or how frequently do you ruminate on the past? Maybe you've compartmentalized it, but it's probably still tucked in there in your brain. And you know what? That can be exposed and explored at any moment because it's never really gone. I had a very beloved friend and she and I left the corporate world, me a little bit more voluntarily than she did. And we started to partner together uh, to do some work. And this was many years ago. And because she had been let go from her former job, she harbored a lot of shock and resentment because she felt so betrayed and understandably so. At the same time, I think that that became part of her story. And I think that affected her a lot from a self-esteem perspective and actually also potentially physically. It became part of her story in a way that I don't think always served her well. And I can think of so many people that um, have been in a situation like this where something happens in their past and there is shock, there is resentment, there is betrayal, and it is difficult to let those things go. However, I was exposed to a book many years ago that profoundly impacted the way I think about forgiveness. And it's a book that I have purchased for many people over the years, her included, for people that I care about because I want them to find some inner peace. So in this sense, I've given this book as a gift quite literally and also figuratively because I believe forgiveness is a gift that we give ourselves. 
Fred Luskin wrote the book, It's Called Forgive for Good, and he really helped me reframe what forgiveness was, but also really importantly, what it wasn't. And this was very profound to me. What he talks about is forgiveness is not, in fact, condoning unkindness or excusing poor behavior, and it's not forgetting the pain or denying or minimizing our hurt or feelings, and it is not about reconciliation. That is definitely a choice. But what he talked about is forgiveness is about peace. Forgiveness is about you and your healing, but also taking responsibility for how you feel. And in that sense, taking back your power, that it is a choice and you become a hero in your story rather than a victim. As you think about this compare and contrast, I found that definition very profound because forgiveness is not about the past. It's absolutely about the present moment. It is about making a choice today about a situation in the past, someone who perhaps wronged us, but it's about feeling better today and being clear on the situation and then choosing to overcome those negative emotions because this is about how you want to feel about yourself and your life. Maybe there's a little part of you willing to release some of that inner toxicity of your situation. Maybe that door could open a little and you could explore what it feels like not to feel the way you do about your past or even a current situation. Maybe you're willing to open that door to peace, but how? And that, of course, is the challenge. Because we must start with clarity. We must start with identifying those feelings and the behaviors and the actions and those that harmed us and actually talk about them. It's so important to discover the emotions and also clarify the why. Consider how you're telling the story and consider why you're choosing to tell the story in the way that you are. And then you got to let some of that shit go. Because do you want to be a victim in your story? Do you want to be, oh, my boss always yelled at me and took credit for everything I did. Poor me. Do you want to be that person? Or do you want to be the hero overcoming the challenges that were tossed your way? Do you want to be the one that was able to rise above the dysfunction and be stronger for it? If you think, hey, I learned a lot about resilience and good coping skills from that boss. I was able to overcome the challenges and be stronger for it. What I learned is how to be a good boss, a good manager from having that situation in which I learned what it felt like not to have one. That is reframing the story, putting yourself in a situation where you can look back on it and tell it with power and that you empower yourself today for telling the story differently. You cannot change the past, but you can 100% change the way you think about the past and how you're thinking about any of those situations today. And you know what? I do this and I'm going to continue to choose this path because I've recognized the power of it, the value of this in my life and the peace it's provided. It's become an intentional choice, consistently chosen. 
So if you want to release some of that resentment, if you want to take back some of that power from situations in your past, in your work, in your career, or in your life, release it by one defining the perceived wrong. What was it that occurred? And clarify your emotions, past and present. You also need to decide how you want to think about the situation with you as the victor. Choose the emotion that you want to experience today. Reframe it and retell the story. Is this a challenge? You bet. But will it give you inner peace to rewrite your story? You bet. And if you want to really dive into this, order that book or tell me, I'll order the book for you because it's such a good one. Or hey, reach out for coaching. Coaching helps, coaching works, coaching will help you to let it go. You know, it's interesting because a couple of years ago, my sister and I were in Sedona, Arizona. And if you haven't been there, man, what a stunning place, full of beauty, full of majestic scenery. And the energy there was amazing. So if you want some inner peace, run run to Sedona, Arizona, or you could fly there, whatever. Um, but we found ourselves at a wine tasting bar. And for those of you who know me well, you're like, well, of course you were at a wine bar, Cindy, but I digress. Um, but there were all kinds of signs there. And I mean, those cute, catchy ones, phrases, frames made of corks and all kinds of wine themes. But one in particular stood out to me. Simply put, it said, forgive everyone, everything. And I saw that and I told Liz, I believed it. So of course, she purchased it for me and gave it to me as a surprise, as a gift, because I give myself that gift of inner peace. And you know what? You can too. Well, I know some of you listening to this podcast are already managers and some of you maybe are aspiring managers. If you want to manage people and you currently don't, or actually if you already do, next week, I'm going to share with you some of the biggest pitfalls that I see of managers that I've worked with over many years. Don't miss it.